The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bengals fans are amazing. They're resilient, they're tough, but they're fun. And I'm I'm really excited to hopefully meet a lot, a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my life. He was he was football 24-7, and that was the greatest part of, of Chad. Times at times the early part i would tell him when we were throwing deep passes i said don't wait too long you know because i'm gonna get away if you ain't gonna have the arm to get there so you know i want to run to the ball you know well it looks like duke's in a waiting room i don't want to keep duke waiting he gave us a very limited amount of time i know he's a busy busy man duke what's going on big dog hey nobody jim how are you man thanks for having me on yeah i'm real busy i'm sitting on my porch yeah well hey I'll have a little drink going on there. You know, Joe Burrow has played in big games his entire life, and I would think he will be a steady hand at the at the, at the bow of the ship. And uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take him all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Do it. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends. Our six and four Cincinnati Bengals beat down to the city near West Virginia, guys. It was a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Cold as hell near the city near West Virginia, but this is what all the Bengal fans are doing right now, drinking Steeler tears. <laughs> I love it. That's my buddy Drew Garrison uh, posted that video. That's my dude right there, man. So, Guys, real quick, lineup tonight. We got Evan coming on here in a few minutes. Evan Pearson. We got Cam Miller, uh, kind of promo in his uh, new uh, piece that he's doing. Riverfront remembered a lot of stuff about the Cincinnati Bengals. We got our on the mark segment later, and we got making a difference with uh, Tony the Tiger. You're not going to believe where we're at with the charity number. Uh, just barely halfway through the year, guys. So, 
Uh, let's, you know what? We don't want to keep Kevin waiting. I think he's in a waiting room. I think we'll go ahead and go to him. You guys, are okay with that? Here we yeah, go. Let's roll. Evan, what's going on, big dog? How you doing, buddy? Can you hear oh. us? That's all right. No, we got no audio there. Oh, I'll figure it out. Unmute yourself. There you go. There, uh, there he is. Yep. Nope. Hold on, I'll text no, him. I'll text him. We'll, okay. we'll, put him in right. way, we'll put him in the waiting room real quick, and I'll might, I'll, have, I'll to, might have to reconnect and then give permission for the microphone. Yep, I'm going to text that like to him it. right now. Go ahead and go with it, Tom. So, no, Tom, no let's talk about that uh, that big win uh, Sunday. I think a lot of us looked at the schedule and said, "Man, 0-3 going into uh, Pittsburgh on Sunday." First of all, we need to win, but we also need the AFC divisional win, and came out on top. Your thoughts? just needed to win period and they did it was a little nerve-wracking in the in the first half but one of one of the things you have to absolutely give this coaching staff for the days of going in at halftime and either with a slight lead or tied or behind and then coming out and um, you know being out outplayed in a game of chess or over it seems like uh, halftime uh, is a is a rejuvenation and a refiring and they came out definitely on defense. I thought they collared them well. A little bit of disappointment with the Steelers' last drive that ended up in a touchdown, but I thought the defense was outstanding. And number nine did uh, exactly what we've grown accustomed. He's really spoiling us. Uh, but, yeah, number nine showed big. He ran the offense well. Guys that we didn't figure were going to be pillars of this team stepped up, and it was a great, exciting win, biggest win of the year. You know, coming off the bye, I I agree. We've always uh, been a little bit uh, questionable coming off the bye, but uh, no hesitation there and a a great start to the second half of the year. Jamie, Jimmy, you think we got him back? Let's try it again here real quick. Yeah, you want to give it a try? All right, here we go. Are we good now? Yeah, Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, all right, there we go. (laughs) I I switched to the laptop. I was trying to do it on my phone. Obviously, it wasn't working, so we switched to the laptop. good. You're good. We got you. We appreciate your time. Yeah, we will. I know we got you for a a period of time here, man. So we want to kind of hit a couple things here real quick. I got to ask you, um, I'm going to play a quick video and it's not you. It's not a video of you, Evan. So I just want to play this because I I didn't know this until today. So and uh, this is a great video here. So we're going to play this short clip. All right, so tell do you, do you know what that kick was, right? Yep, I, I, right. I know it. Tell tell everybody, tell it because a lot of people don't know this. Well, that was my little brother uh, breaking my um, high school record for the longest field goal made in Alabama high school football history. I guess it was sixty-one. Was- Yours was at sixty. It was. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is he was holding for my sixty-yard. Uh, field goal. <laughs> did not oh, know wow. that. Did not know that. Yeah. So how much did he – I know he had to talk a lot of trash after that game to you. No, I mean, I was excited for him. And, honestly, I feel like I was probably one of the ones that was most excited that he finally hit the kick because I think he maybe had – he had probably close to 10 attempts over 60 yards that season. Wow. And so just to get that – one to finally go in, and I think that was the second to last game. 
Um, I was super, super stoked for him. Um, obviously would love to have my name in the record books, but if it's his name, I'm fine with it. Uh, that's funny. James, I think you had a problem. Yeah, you got to be proud of your little brother. Obviously, uh, you went the SEC route with Florida. He went the yeah. SEC route um, at Auburn now. Mm-hmm. Any insight there? Is, uh, is Lane Kiffin going to be his next coach? What have you heard from, uh, <laughs> from, the, from Alabama? Uh, well, I actually haven't heard anything from him. Uh, I don't think they really know too much about who their next head coach is going to be. Um, but if I had that insight, I don't know if I'd be able to share it, but I can confidently <laughs> tell you that I don't know uh, who the next head coach is going to be. Yeah, so no, – every- Go ahead. Go ahead, James. No, all good. Just, uh, you know, you got to be proud, as you mentioned, of your yeah. little brother um, doing great things uh, in the SEC and hopefully be at uh, this level. So uh, kudos to him. And, um, you know, something we talk about on the show a lot is World Cup uh, soccer, which or soccer, which is going on now. We know the World Cup um, started this week. Jimmy, you got a picture you want to share? I didn't want to put this on here, uh, but, you know, I got to do it. Uh, where is it? Here it is. This is uh, Evan McPherson right here. Okay. Is is that really you? Is that really you, Evan? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> I think so, that might be that might have been freshman or sophomore year. So, what what position did you play? So I played striker, forward, whatever you want to, whatever you uh, call it. I, I love to I love to score goals and give assists. So I wasn't I wasn't in the defense or anything okay well let me do this i'm going to bring on somebody real quick uh, this is mark who was going to come on later in the show mark had a question for you All hey right. mark go ahead go ahead and fire away big dog what's going on evan i was wondering do you root for a team non-mls like a european side non-mls well that's a great question um my older brother definitely could talk to you a lot more about um just kind of like major league major league soccer he's a big um Pretty sure he's a, a Liverpool fan. Pretty sure. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. But honestly, don't keep up a lot with uh, soccer overseas. Um, growing up, I've always been a big fan of obviously the U.S. men's, but I've always enjoyed watching the U.S. women's play um, soccer, just how dominant they've been. And I got to watch them here in Cincinnati um, whenever they came and played. I can't remember the team they played, but they beat them like 9-1. Um, so it was cool to see them actually in person. That's cool. Well, Mark, I got you on the rest of the season. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right, so I got some more videos here, Evan. I, I mean, this is a hard thing to do, right? So you probably have a, a memorable kick, which we'll get to here in a minute. But I, yeah. you probably – any interview you ever do, you probably get this. But uh, this video right here was probably one of the first videos I saw you outside of college. But uh, – the, the bottle cap challenge here. Let's show this video to everybody because believe it or not, there's still people out here who have not seen this video. All right. That's just absolutely crazy, Evan. So tell everybody that right now that's watching, there's people, believe it or not, that don't know about this. So, so talk about this. Yeah. So it was just something that was going around. Um, a lot of like specialists around the country were like doing bottle cap challenges where if it was snappers kickers um just kind of doing their own unique ways of twisting off a bottle cap and i thought it'd be a good good way to get some you could say like exposure or like some media um 
attention. And for whatever reason, that idea came to my mind to tape a, a Gatorade bottle to the balcony up there in the indoor. And uh, took me about 30 to 40 attempts, uh, but finally got it, got it and uh, posted it and it went viral. Um, I, I kind of thought it would, but I didn't really know. Um, but whenever it kind of started catching wind and everybody kind of sort of asked me if they could use it on their platform and just kept growing and growing. And that's honestly probably one of the main questions I get when somebody meets me for the first time. They're like, is, is that video real? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I'm not that good at like editing. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tom, Tom, I know you had a, a question for him as well. You know, Evan, in the, in the history of the Bengals franchise, uh, we had a lot of good kickers. We've had a pro bowler in Shane Graham, mm -hmm. record holders in Jim Breach, you know, uh, one of the first soccer style kickers, Horst Muehlman. You've only been here a year and a half. I can't remember any of them having as many game winning kicks as you have had. And certainly none of them have uh, won playoff games and sent us to the Super Bowl. When you're getting ready for those kicks, do you think of anything different or is it just walking on the field, concentrating? It's just another kick from yeah. whatever distance. Yeah, I think um, it all pretty, pretty much comes down to not overthinking it. I think, you know, kickers, a lot of the times, you know, we can get in our own heads and overthink kicks. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you just kind of – you can't put too much pressure on yourself in certain situations. And so I just constantly remind myself to, uh, to not overthink things, just go out there with a clear mind and just kind of execute. Uh, because there definitely are times where I go out there and I'm thinking about maybe a streak I'm on or man, like I, I hope I don't miss this one. Like this is a big kick. Chances are you're probably going to miss if you're out there thinking that you're going to miss. And so you know, I've really, really been challenging myself just to go out there with a clear mind and just um, just executing and moving on to the next one and same, same process uh, every single one. Following that up with a the teammates that you have, if it's a big kick at the end of the game and they know it's going to come down to you kicking it, whether mm -hmm. it be halftime into the game, does everybody stay away from you? Does anybody not talk to you or is yeah. it just you know, regular stuff? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, – some people are different. Uh, some people will come up and just, you know, give me a high five or pat on the head. Just, you know, you got this. Uh, just go out there and do what you do. Um, but then there are those people that just kind of stay away and um, just kind of let you focus on what you got to do. Uh, so there's definitely a little bit of both. I would like to, first of all, again, thanks, Evan, for being with us tonight. Uh, tons of viewers in the, in the in the chat area right now on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you have some questions, throw them in there. Jamie will try to get to one or two of them before uh, Evan has to go here today. But, Evan, I want to tell you a little bit of follow-up to Tom's question is, I mean, there's been some outstanding kickers in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals, man. And I have never in my life seen more Evan McPherson jerseys uh, around uh, than for any kicker in the history of – I don't know if there's any statistics I was asking – uh, uh, one of the guys that manages the pro shop down at, down at the Paul Brown Stadium. Um, he didn't tell me exactly how many were sold, but evidently it's it, they've sold more kicker jerseys, Evan McPherson jerseys, than any other kicker they've ever had before. So, Evan, 
uh, congratulations on that, bro. That's pretty cool to see people walk around with your jersey. Yeah, no, it's a it's a big blessing for sure. Just to you know, be so loved by you know one city, and um, it, you know, it really does mean a lot just to have that support. Um, you know, even even through the struggles, I know that uh, the Cincinnati Bengals fans are always going to be behind me no matter what. Um, so, you know, it really gives me a lot of confidence to go out there kind of stress-free because, uh, you know, I know I'm not going to be perfect. We strive to be, but nobody nobody's ever going to be perfect. Uh, and so I, it, it kind of lets me relax and know the times that things don't go right, you know, not, not everybody's going to jump on my back and, and hate me. Um, and so that's what I've really loved about just kind of getting to know the fan base and um, just trying to really connect with them because – you know, those are the people that are coming and, and cheering us on, taking time out of their day to come watch us and kind of screw with the other team. So yeah. well, anything I can do to uh, connect with the fans, I love to do. Well, Evan, let me tell you something. Um, you knew the history of the Bengals, had some great years. We've had a little stretch there last, before last year without winning a playoff game here. But let me tell you something. You will ever be remembered in football history, Cincinnati football history for a lot of things you did last year. But this video right here uh, – brought tears to tens and thousands of Cincinnati Bengal fans across the world. So AFC championship field goal right here. 31 yards. McPherson. And Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, Coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. This was just dead center. Shooter McPherson. So Evan, you got you got to understand. I almost have tears in my eyes watching that damn thing. We were, me, Tony, Brandon, Caleb, James. We were all there in the corner of that end zone to the left of that that upright. Okay. Uh, and we were literally crying. We could not stop. We couldn't even talk to each other, brother. You, <laughs> you and your boys, man. Uh, it was a magical run last year that we we're a minute and a half short of winning that damn thing in the Super Bowl. But talk about the emotions of that AFC Championship kick right there, brother. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can honestly put those emotions into into words. It's real tough um, because obviously coming in, they kind of prep, kind of prep you on. You, you know the history of the Bengals. Um, you know they've had a rough couple couple of years. You know it's been a while since we <laughs> won the Super Bowl, um, and just to come in first year and experience that, and to see how much joy it really brought the city and how much pride. It brought back um, – it was truly awesome. And just the emotions on the field, knowing that, you know, we did it, we get to go uh, compete for a Super Bowl, um, it, it was really special. And you know, I, I really am blessed that it actually came down to me because it, it could have easily – we could have easily just ran the ball probably a couple more times and scored. So I think on that last drive after we got the pick – I mean, they couldn't stop us. Right. And so for them to start taking a knee and just put it all on me, um, it really meant a lot just to go out there and, and you know, send the team to the Super Bowl. That's awesome. Jamie, we have some viewer questions. If not, we can I keep going here. Yeah, we do. We have some viewer questions. But before I get to that, I have a quick question uh, from myself. Evan, are you, yeah. are, you a, are you a gamer by chance? I am. Yeah, uh -oh. Play, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Madden or Warzone? Warzone. 
There we go. Perfect. No right. hesitation. Cool, cool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like sports games. That's a hot take. I don't like sports games. Oh, interesting. Did, All right. Cool, cool. Where did those questions even come from, Jamie? Those were like well, out of left field. I want to ask them something a little bit different than uh, yeah. the typical right. stuff that we're getting. All right. Well, personality right. questions. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Um, okay. A couple, uh, couple fan questions here, guys. Um, from our buddy Augie in New York, if you're taking viewer questions, in cold weather games like Sunday when the ball doesn't travel quite as far, what is the most important adjustment to make as a kicker on the longer field goals? Yeah, I think it just comes down to making sure you hit it solid um, because the ball doesn't compress as well as it does in warmer weather. Uh, the leather's a lot stiffer, and like I said, it's not going to compress, and that bladder is not going to um, – Compress like it normally does. And so, <laughs> sorry. That's all right. And then, and there goes our next question about if you have any pets. <laughs> about my pets? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I mean, just in the cold weather games, you really got to make sure you, you hit the ball right. You got to hit it solid for it to travel in the cold. Yeah, I tell you what, Evan, we were we were at that game uh, Sunday sitting about mm-hmm. the five-yard line. Tony, me, a bunch of us were, were there. Man, even in warmups, watching the punts and the kicks, I was like, man, you could tell there was there was no kicks going into the end zone yeah. at all. Uh, yeah, and kickoff. you can you can tell for sure on the kickoffs. Yeah, that affects it a good bit, but the balls are kind of deflated too. Um, yeah. The cold weather was kind of deflating them a little bit, so it's weird. Yeah, let's go yeah, one, more, kinda... one more one more viewer question. Yeah, one more one more viewer question. All right, let's go with. Um... AJ, at what age do you realize you had a gift with kicking? What age did I realize I had a gift? Um, so I started kicking right around fifth grade. So that would have been probably when I was, I don't know, maybe 12 or so, 12, 13, 14, something like that. But I'd say it didn't really get too serious until I was about probably two years later, like seventh, seventh grade going into eighth grade. Um, it's whenever I really got more serious about kicking. And that's when my older brother actually went to college uh, to kick. And so that's when I really saw that there was more after high school. Um, and whatever my older brother did, you know, I really wanted to do. So from then on out, it was, you know, my life mission to go play college football and then ultimately play in the NFL. Um, so I'd probably say somewhere, somewhere around like eighth grade. Cool. Evan, do you have time for one or two more? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm, I'm going to fire one here real quick. So this is a pitcher, um, halftime show, you know, yeah. uh, you know, just chilling out in the field watching. Who are you there to see? Dre, 50, Snoop, Mary J, Eminem. Who did you want to see? I was there to see the one and only Eminem. <laughs> I lost money on it. Awesome. I said it was going to be 50. Damn it. Nope. <laughs> It was pretty cool seeing him come out from the ceiling, but he just dropped down upside down. But I'm not. I'm a big, big Eminem fan. Um, always been. It, it that um, goes back to my older brother. Huge Eminem fan. Had a burnt CD um, that one of his old girlfriends gave him, I think, and he just left it in his car. And every time I would drive it, it should be playing. So. I've always been a big Eminem fan. I was hoping to get a picture with him when we were in there, or at least meet him, say hi, but it didn't happen. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Jamie, Next you, want to, 
you want to go one more viewer question? I know we had a bunch of them in there. I didn't know if you wanted to do one more. Um, yeah, sure. Um, okay, Andrea has a weird question for you. She says, my favorite thing to see is the little double jump that you do right before kicks in the field. Is that something specific to you personally, or is it common amongst other kickers? Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that we're uh, just keeping my legs warm, keeping them loose, and um, just getting ready to go out on the field and, and kick. Um, but, yeah, I pretty much just use it just to stay warm and make sure my legs are – because a lot of kicking is fast twitch um, muscles, and so just making sure those are firing and ready to go. Yeah. All right, Evan. So last last question. Sorry for all the ser overly serious questions by us. Uh, but uh, is it is it, it what, what's your go to here? Uh, is it shooter or money mac? We'll go money mac. That's that's we'll that's what I it. thought. I think that's, that's what I thought. Everybody loves that one. So. All right, but you Tom, go ahead. Right. Yeah, go ahead and close it out with my last question. I know you're itching to get one more in. <laughs> Actually, I was going to do another off the wall one. Uh, I was going to yeah. ask him about about his, his new holder. How was he? Where how were his nerves last week? It looked like he did a fantastic job for you. Yeah, Drew, no, Drew did a fantastic job, like you just said. Um, you know, he's been preparing for this moment uh, for a while. Um, coming in last year, you know, me and him came in together, went through OTAs and rookie mini camp. Um, and he knew that holding was one of those things that he really needed to, you know, lock down and work on and, and perfect. And I think that he, he's done a great job of just, you know, doing the necessary work kind of it took to be where he is today. And, um, you know, he has my ultimate trust um, and he's gained that over the years for or over the past year, for sure, just with all everything that he's done. Um, and all the work that we put in together um, for the operation is it's looking pretty clean right now. All right. So what are you, you doing for Thanksgiving? You going home with the fam? What are, what are you doing? You get to yeah, spend a little so time? Obviously, I got married in July. Congratulations. Thank you. I got – we just got two puppies in <laughs> August. And so we're just kind of hanging out here. I think we might go down to – Cracker Barrel and have a nice Thanksgiving meal there if they're open. Everybody's watching right now. Evidently, Evan needs a turkey. We need to get him some food. Uh, pumpkin pie or oh, pecan God. pie, Evan? Pumpkin pie or pecan? Uh, I'm not a big pie guy. <laughs> you cake? 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 I'll take cake, but I will say, I would, if I had a, my choice, I would choose pecan pie, I think. I That's love pecans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the winner. Evan, brother, look, it means a lot, uh, you being with us. Uh, yeah. Look, man, this is – I love doing this stuff with the former players and current players because it's a different feel than we got you talking to the media, right? And uh, we, we love it, man, and, and there are tons of folks watching right now. We want to wish you luck the rest of your Happy Thanksgiving, brother, and you do not understand. You've only been here a year and a half, but you are already etched in Cincinnati football history forever, brother. And, 100%. and you're, you're just getting you're just getting started, man. So we're excited to have you, man. We're, we we love you to death. So you got a long way to go, but we're just gonna keep on keep on doing it, and hopefully we can just keep going, go, get to another Super Bowl. Yeah, we got awesome. we got we got to get we got to get those damn Titans this week first. Let's keep it keep it going here, brother. Will do. Well, I appreciate we you. Really 
No. Really appreciate your time, Evan. Thank you so much. Thank you, Evan. All right, guys. Who day? He was awesome. Nice. So, okay, you got you guys are giving me crap here for asking about PlayStation or Xbox. You're asking them if the pecan pie or pumpkin pie. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I was, I'm I like, was what's, close what's to telling him you're from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? What's going on? He's going to go back to the team. Don't ever fucking go on that show, ever. Uh... <laughs> God. Be prepared. Be prepared for uh, some off the wall questions. Some off the wall questions. Oh, uh, that was awesome. Have, hey, we don't we don't have any gotcha questions on Bengal Jim and Friends. We're the we're we're just having fun. This is fun. We learned a lot about Evan, right? Eminem fan. That's I didn't know that until tonight. And evidently, he likes pecans. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no sleeves. Guys, Please, listen, uh, uh, Hey, James, you want to go to introduce our, our, our next guest? I'm a, I, let me tell you something. This is one of my fa- top 10 followers on, on social media, on Twitter, man. And I'm, I, Tom and I, we freaking love the history of the city, the Cincinnati Bengals specifically. And this guy right here does stuff for the Reds and Bengals, and he's got a great project going on right now. But, James, you want to go ahead and introduce our, our next guest? Yeah, he's, he's back for a second time. He was very gracious with his time, maybe on either end of season one or, or season two. So he's back joining us here on um, season three. Just did a, um, a fun event at the Reds Hall of Fame um, called Riverfront uh, Remembered. Uh, but obviously Riverfront has a, a special meaning for uh, the Bengals fans as well. So I'd like to bring on uh, Cam Miller here and, and talk about uh, Riverfront Remembered and his new film he has uh, coming out. Hey, Cam, welcome. Hey guys, I uh, hope there's no gotcha questions, but I am prepared if you got yeah, it. Know. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Are you a pie eater? <laughs> I, lo- I love apple pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie. I mean, you could put just chocolate frosting inside of a pie shell, and I'd probably eat that. So it's all good. That's, so that's hey, as hard as it get, but it's funny. It's funny as we, you know, there's no, there was no doubt in my mind when Evan would come on, there would be nothing from the 80s on in his backdrop and sure enough he's got our 60s and 70s bengal pumpkin head helmet back there on the shelf i love it brother love it thank you sir thank you very much so the one thing um i t- want to touch on cam is again that reds um riverfront remembered piece that you debuted at the reds hall of fame um last i think friday was the uh day but the one thing that that struck me while watching that that 30 minute clip which was well done was how much uh, Paul Brown had and the Bengals, future Bengals organization had um, in River with the construction of Riverfront, the whole thing happening, all that. Can you touch on that for a little bit, Cam? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, for starters, Riverfront doesn't get built if in the mid-60s, Paul Brown doesn't come down and have a luncheon with city leaders. If he doesn't come down for that luncheon and make his presence known in the Queen City, Riverfront doesn't get built. They, they build a stadium somewhere. But it would be Blue Ash, the Kings Island site, Lunkin Airport. They talked about it there. There was many sites considered. But Paul Brown comes in and does what Paul Brown does, and people listen. So he says, yeah, I want to bring a team here. And the condition is you have to put it at Riverfront Stadium. we got, we got to have that on the river. That's where the development's going to happen. And sure enough, the city quickly changed their mind. Oh, well, of course, Mr. Brown, whatever you say, Mr. Brown. So without Paul Brown, Riverfront doesn't get built. 
And then, of course, November, I think it was 27th, 28th, around there of 1967, he signs a 40-year lease, the Bengals do, and the rest, of course, is history. The rest is history. Tom, you want to go ahead and elaborate on that? Well, I know, Cam, you know, there was, uh, I don't know, mini panic. Cincinnati was trying desperately to get a pro football team. Uh, the Reds were flirting with moving to San Diego. But like you said, Paul Brown came in, gave stability. We had those two, you know, nursery school years at uh, Nippert before opening up at Riverfront. But, you know, right away uh, with all the success of all the teams. But, you know, for decades, the highest attended sporting event in Cincinnati was at Riverfront Stadium. It was a Bengals-Browns game. So, uh, I mean, it really it was a year-round sports cathedral. It meant everything for a sports fan here in town. But, you know, probably the loudest and most emotional it got was for the Bengals. Uh, does your film show any of that, especially from the early years? Yeah. So just to, to put it into some reference here, the, the Riverfront Remembered film, there's a trilogy, right? The Riverfront Remembered film was the Reds, um, which I premiered at the Hall of Fame. And just a fantastic crowd, just nothing but great comments. I really do appreciate all that. The second film is Riverfront Remembered, The Jungle, which is going to focus on the Cincinnati years in Riverfront, more specifically the birth of the jungle. Like, I've got it down to the half hour of when the jungle was actually born, the birth of the term Welcome to the Jungle. So um, just the research going into that. And then, of course, like you said, the loudness. It was a Roman Coliseum, right? That, that stadium was multi-purpose, but there was nothing like listening to 56,000 fans just go crazy in that place in a circular. There's nowhere for the sound to go. As much as I love Paycor, Paul Brown, there's something about where the, the, the noise, it gets loud, believe me, but it can escape, right? It gets loud, but there was a, something special about Riverfront's loudness. It was unbelievable. So trying to capture that and recapture that in this film, um, the second part of my Riverfront trilogy. The third one's going to be about the music uh, acts, the Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, things like that. Um, but this Jungle one, it really came together fairly quickly. Once I found out you know, some of the details, I knew the history, but once I started getting into the details about how uh, the Jungle was born in 1988, that's when it really got juicy. And I started digging up things and it just... It's just been an incredible film to make, and I'm almost done. I've got to put the soundtrack on, so it should be out, if not at the end of this year, the beginning of next year, Jan early January. It's if you don't mind, if you ahead, don't mind Cam, can we go ahead and uh, show the trailer for that now? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Yes. All right, let's do it. The Reds were thinking about leaving, as I remember, because there wasn't a stadium that was worthy. And yet the city had to have the second major league franchise in order to build a stadium. And that's where I came in. I came here because I felt at home here.
That's I, a great trailer. I, I cannot. Cam, I cannot wait. You need to do this in a movie theater somewhere. We will sell that damn place out. Uh, do yeah. a grand opening that damn thing. I promise you, we will fill that place up because I, I know I get it. I know Tom gets excited as hell about this stuff. But talk talk a little bit, Cam, about uh, so people don't, don't realize, you know, the Reds were looking at leaving uh, late in the 60s because people don't hear about that. So do you have any anything else you can elaborate on with that and, and a little bit of detail behind that? Well, Mr. DeWitt, who ran the franchise, he was adamant about, we have to get a stadium. The parking is atrocious at Crosby. We have to get a stadium. Not only did he want a stadium, he wanted one in the suburbs. He thought downtown was a bad idea, too much crime. It's not going to develop. It's just, you know, that's not a place where you build a stadium. Let's go out to Blue Ash. But then when Paul Brown and the city leaders all got together and it was determined with Paul Brown's blessing that this should be on the riverfront, he foresaw the future. Uh, Bill DeWitt was out. He's like, well, I'm going to sell the team. And thankfully, when he sold the team, the, the people at the Enquirer bought the team and a few other people were involved in the ownership group. They decided, yeah, Paul Brown's right. We're going to not only keep the Reds in Cincinnati, we are going to sign this lease as well and let's get this ball rolling. Um, but it was close. I mean, it was very, very close. They were talking about going to San Diego. There was talk of them going to New York. Um so, yeah, it was really, really at the 11th hour. Um, and people don't realize as well as, like you said, about the Reds being on the cusp of moving. The Bengals wouldn't have – they wouldn't have been the Bengals if Riverfront Stadium is not in the works. If that doesn't happen, I don't think that Paul Brown's going to come here. I really don't. It's, it's interesting. So, literally, the Bengals saved the Reds here in Cincinnati. Uh, absolutely. No people, question about that. Absolutely people, true. People don't know this stuff. And that's why I love this stuff, Cam. And, uh, we don't want to forget our history, man. And this is what a big piece of what we do want, want to do in social media is the history around this stuff. So it's, right. it's great stuff. Tom, I'm sorry. Go ahead, bud. No, uh, but, you know, as, as Cam is, is showing his film, Concentrating on the Jungle, there is that portion of the riverfront years for the Bengals. The 70s, you know, the new AstroTurf, you know, Ken Riley, Ken Anderson, that improbable first year winning the AFC Central, the first team, uh, the quickest any expansion franchise at that time had won a division so you you have that era in the 70s then the very special 1981 Bengals, the who day Bengals. that was a team that not only changed sports culture in cincinnati or for football it changed sports culture in cincinnati in the 70s you know the youngsters here above me don't realize but you'll remember jimmy you went to riverfront stadium to watch any sporting event everybody loved the Bengals you know, in the Reds, everybody loved the Bengals. Everybody was passionate about winning. Everybody knew football. Everybody knew all the players, but you went. And when we were watching TV of Miami in that godforsaken city in Western Pennsylvania, and, and to a degree, even that godforsaken city on Lake Erie, but you, you'd watch all these places and you'd see these lunatics. You went to Riverfront and it was 56,000 people looked like they were going into a meeting with their accountant. That's, that's how everybody was dressed. And, you know, they politely applaud, uh, you know, if a play didn't work, if, uh, you know, Tiger Johnson or Homer Rice called a play that didn't work, sometimes they'd turn around and look at Paul Brown in the owner's box, like, you know, what are you going to do? But that 81 team changed it all of a sudden overnight. And, and Jimmy, we talked about that November game against the Broncos in 81. Overnight, people were painting their faces. Everybody was wearing black and orange to every game. Everybody was the, the the fright wigs. 
Everybody was screaming. It, it became a very tough place for the opponents to play. And shift to that, a little bit of a reboot late in the 80s with, with the rebirth of the jungle with a, you know, a different quarterback, uh, a very personable fullback, uh, you know, a man-eating nose tackle. Uh, you know, it was special times. And I've, while we love all of our sports in Cincinnati, nothing brings this town together. Nothing gives the emotion that it does when the Bengals are winning. And thank God another generation got a taste of that, you know, last year. Um, and, and the culture is, is changing. And it's not just that they're winning. It's the men they have on that team that are so easy to root for. So it's a, it's a great time, and it's a perfect time for Cam to bring this uh, film to boot. And I do hope, Cam, when you're talking, though, you're in your third set, the Rolling Stones and so forth – I know you're going to bring up the Bob Braun show being at Riverfront Stadium. Oh, absolutely. Of course. My mom used to go all the time. Hey, there, there's, there's two there's that, millions of people watching. There's two people know who the hell uh, Bob Braun is. I'm just saying. <laughs> Rob Braun. Rob or Bill, I don't even know who that is. Hey, uh, Cam, one of the things that struck out to me in the, um, in the Riverfront remembered were the different designs that were considered um, for the, for the stadium. Um, what, became riverfront um i believe the the round structure there was that patterned after was it fulton county stadium was it the the, the stadium in atlanta um and they had some ties because that's where the architecture firm came from Can you right mr james that? finch that's correct mr finch was the architect and one of the great discoveries when i was researching was that i i knew he was a, uh, the architect of atlanta fulton county stadium and if you look at them side by side riverfront atlanta fulton county they're very similar but I didn't realize that he was in the company in World War II that put the flag on Iwo Jima. Like, that was incredible, like, to, to have that history. Like, what? This guy that was in the company that put the flag on Iwo Jima, that famous shot of the soldiers putting the flag, and then he comes back and becomes an architect. And, oh, by the way, is the father of Riverfront Stadium. Just to re those little things I always love discovering that just kind of – because there was talk of him marching. They, they actually had talked about him. When Riverfront opened, the architect, Mr. Finch, marching up to the top of the stadium and putting a flag in to symbolize wow. that. But it never came wow. to fruition, unfortunately. Wow. But just those little things. Yeah, you're, but you're right, though. Atlanta Fulton County Stadium was kind of the, the model for Riverfront. And then one wow. of the other things that, that stood out for me, and I think you had a graphic on this. You know, we think of the, the stadiums today. They're, they're grass or they're the new AstroTurf. They're, you know, soft surfaces. I think the graphic, and I don't know if you had these numbers in front of you, but it was basically concrete, thick concrete, a little bit of something, and like a very thin layer of, of turf. So when those players got hit on the uh, on the football side, I mean, it was like landing on pure concrete. Do you, do you remember those numbers that you oh, shared? Absolutely. That I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know it was concrete. Then they had, they put crushed gravel, and then there was rubber, maybe two inches of rubber, and then some more gravel. And then they would put the turf, what, half an inch, if that, on top of it. This was, of course, before they knew anything about drainage and how the, the absorption of uh, knee injuries and how that was going to affect players. They had no idea. That's like, this is going to save us money for rain outs for baseball. That's what it was about. Like they're yeah. not going to worry about it, but you're right though. Um, the concrete that was underneath it, it, they didn't take, there was no shock absorbing, absorbing going on. That's for sure. And when you hit that, Oh man, you hit it. <laughs> I can't even yeah, imagine. That was uh, definitely another little interesting tidbit um, that uh, came out about that. But for those that want to um, go back and, and see the, the 
first video of, of the Reds and, and the beginning of Riverfront, as we know, where there's going to be two more. Where can um, the watchers and uh, listeners go and, and check that out, Cam? Um, they go to my YouTube page, at uh, Miller Films, YouTube, and on Twitter, I post clips all the time, at Miller Films. But yeah, my YouTube channel is where all the films go. I make these films, and I do their, these runs, especially with my work with the Reds. Um, great relationship with them. And once they do their screenings in the Hall of Fame theater, I'm, a, I'm allowed to post them freely on YouTube so everybody can see it. Because there's lots of people that don't live in the tri-state area that also want this. And it goes for the Bengals, too. The Bengals film. I mean, I'm going to do the same thing with that. I'm not sure. Maybe we could do something for charity. Maybe we could find a small theater, put that bad boy in there, and do something for charity. That would that would be a thought maybe, Jim, we could do. I yeah, hold Tony's on. Ears let, me, just... let, let, me, let, me pull, let me pull somebody on. Hey, Tony, that sounds like a great – you're on mute right now, but, Tony, that sounds like a great idea, right? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. You say charity, I'm in. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, we'll have to work that out. Get some details here when I get closer to it, yeah. Yeah, Ken, we will, we will absolutely help you with that, and we will absolutely uh, – whatever the size of theater is, I think we can sell that damn thing out, tie it to a charity. That would be fun. Tony, awesome. see? Yep. Awesome stuff. Yeah, I like it. Well, well, Cam, we uh, we appreciate that. Again, I know it's the the second uh, time you've been on. Um, You know, we reached out to you. um, Actually, reached out to you once I saw the the film. I think it was Saturday morning when you were allowed to uh, share it. It's like, man, this is cool. Ties in perfectly um, with the Bengals. You you saw the Paul Brown mention that we talked about, and you'll see it in that um, video. So um, Jamie's pulling up your um, your YouTube page there now, and. as Jimmy said, let's let's stay in touch. Let's push the uh, part two of the uh, trilogy, and, and uh, no doubt Bengals fans will be very excited to uh, to check that out and see a lot in the comments here. A lot of people didn't know a lot of those nuances of, of Bengals history about Riverfront, things like that. So this is something that uh, Bengals fans, and, and again, as you mentioned, from across the globe, will be excited to uh, to see and learn more about. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate it. Anytime I can come on, talk a little Bengals history, you guys know I'm up for it anytime. Awesome. Hey, hey, Cam, I, I, I got to tell you, man, I know uh, James just thank you, man, but I, I just don't – I don't know how much you know that it, it, it means to us, uh, the stuff that you're doing. Uh, there's a lot of fans out there, like literally you should see all the comments in here right now because there's stuff that you talked about tonight that nobody knows about. And that's what, that's what we're trying to accomplish here with – uh, with everything we're doing, a big piece of what we do is Cincinnati football history, brother. And we love what you're doing. Uh, again, you're one of my favorite followers on, on Twitter, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. And, and I think on your Twitter page, I think Brandon said something uh, a couple of days. It's your it's your pinned tweet. Uh, go to his Twitter page. Go to his pinned tweet there. Get to his YouTube channel pretty easily from there. If you're not following Cam, please make sure you follow this guy because this guy does some outstanding work. I think, do you spend a lot of time in the library, Cam? I'm serious. That's a serious question. Well, I used to. I used to run those microfilm machines all the time. You know, the crack, crank, crank, crank. I used to do it all the time, but then everything went digital, and I was like, this is great. I, I haven't left my home in 10 years. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I've got my own library now. That's the one thing about working for the Reds is that I've built an archive. So, And if it's some little blurb or I see something about Paul Brown, you know, and what he did in high school, I, I save it because you never know when something's going to come up and you might need that for a film or a project or a book or whatever I'm working on. So I've kind of built my own library. So one day the Cam Miller library will open for all to enjoy. (laughs) Nice. I'll get my card. There you go. There you go. All right, Cam, we appreciate it, buddy. It means a lot, big dog. We'll we'll be following you. We'll talk to you later, bud. Who day?
Dude, that guy is awesome, Tom. I, I yeah. do it's just some great stuff. He loves great. this city. He loves yeah, I mean, everything about greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. He's and all it's, over. It's, it's one gamut to the other. You know, it's it's the sports side, it's the architecture side, the, the history side. Cam covers it all. So kudos to him. There's a lot of legwork that goes into even putting together a 30 minute video. So thank you, Cam, for all you do for sure. And yep. he also loves all types of pie. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I'm not going to live that down. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> hey, so we got we got a lot of stuff to get to still. Uh, we got some really good stuff to get to. I guess, let's go in. Hey, Mark, you did a, a segment here, another on-the-mark segment. Kind of kick this off for us, brother. We'll, we'll pop it up when you're done uh, introducing it. All right. So uh, as it was already alluded to earlier, the World Cup kicked off. So I went down to uh, Rhine House. It's placed in Over the Rhine, where I usually watch my soccer matches. And I did some fan interviews. And then we also got some video from uh, Saturday night with you guys hanging out at the Tequila Cowboy, is it called? Yeah. And then some vi footage of you guys at the game in the freezing cold. Well, here we go. Here we go. Hello, friends. We are down in the world-famous OTR a few hours before kickoff where our beloved Bengals will take on the team from West Virginia, the hated Steelers. Now, that's not the only football I'll be watching today. If you don't know, the biggest and most watched tournament in the world, the World Cup, kicked off today in Qatar. So I figure where better to come than the place that I love to go and watch soccer matches where my favorite team, the pride of London, the only team in London with the European Cup, Chelsea FC. We came down here to see if we can find some soccer watching Bengals fans and ask them a few questions. What's going on guys? We're down here at the OTR. We have a few Bengals fans. We're going to ask some questions. We're here with Danny. What's good? And we're also here with Jamie. What up? The Bengals. Who is your favorite Bengals player? So while I'm repping the Mormon Missile right now, Drew Christman, baby. Let's go. Got to go with Burrow. How can he not be? He completely took this franchise over and said, nah, we ain't doing it the old way. New school. Joe Burr. Joe Shiesty. Joe Burr. Joe Shiesty. <laughs> All right, how about you, Jamie? Do you have a Bengals uh... favorite? Favorite Bengals player? My dark horse is Logan Wilson. Logan love Wilson? That. Yeah, oh. no, I love all the all the all the homies, you know, T T Hizzle and Ty Boyd, but like Logan is like I like the guy that just like does the work in the middle. You know, like uh I'm Clean up school. crew. I'm old school, so I love a good mid middle linebacker. Who? I'm like, you know, so like yeah. Guys like Logan that. Wilson? DJ Reader, people oh, yeah. who like eat and just like are mean but like also like quiet. Bring that attitude. Mm. I love it. Mm. I'm with it. All right. Next question. <laughs> Do you have a game day ritual routine? Kind of good luck to help the Bengals win? Um, I always try and get at least one or two conies down on a Sunday <laughs> and at least four or five times that in beer. Um, I don't really have a tradition or ritual, but I'm going to start one today. Bengals are going to beat Pittsburgh. Drew Crispin's going to average 78 yards per punt, <laughs> and I'm going to wear this jersey every day for the rest of my life. Awesome. How about you, David? Uh, let's see here. Why well, not? you run this bitch on weekends. Well, this, <laughs> are we allowed to say that? Uh, yes, we're well, good. Okay, we're good. It's Bengal Jim, dude. Okay, it's Bengal Jim. Uh, hi. Hi, Bengal Jim. <laughs> Bengal Jimothy. Bengal Jimothy. Um, my ritual is be here, be ready for everybody, you know, because not only am I, not only is, you know, we're Bengals fans, but like, I'm just fans of everybody in here. They're all, they're all super regulars. They all come to OTR to like know that I take care of them. All the games are going to be on, you know, quick service, smile, 
when we score a touchdown, we do the chant. You know, we sing the song and do the chant. You stand on the bar. Stand on the bar. Oh, yeah. You already know. Absolutely. Uh, so occasionally you cry it, behind the bar when uh, the Bengals go to the I Super cried, Bowl. I cried like, like, like a baby. That's fine. You were not the only one. I know, right. right. But, and then uh, I've got my throwback. The first year that Burrow came in the league, I have a, a authentic jersey that I wear behind the bar. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Now. So, I'll have that on later. One more question. Do you know what the term yins means? Yes, it is the way to say y'all if you don't know how to pronounce y'all. There. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, guys. Who What's going on? Back again. We're here with two other fans. What's your name? Brandon. And? I'm Randy. All right. So we're going to ask him a few questions. So as you know, World Cup, World Cup kicked off today. So A, do you have a favorite team? And B, do you have a team you think will win? Oh, of course. All right. It's America, USA. Amen. USA, absolutely. All right. So what, who team do you think will win if not America? Brazil. Neymar's nice. I mean, I think Argentina. Argentina? Argentina's got it. Wow, that'd be cool. But it's going to be the USA. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> let's go. Pulisic. All right, so let's get down to the real questions. Who is your favorite Bengals player? Fondo's perfect. No, active? Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow, of course. Absolutely. What about you, Randy? Oh, man. Joe Burrow is fucking killer, but I got to go with Jamar Chase when he's back. Oh, Jamar Chase. You can't go absolutely. wrong there. Absolutely. Two wonderful, fantastic players. All right, fellas, do you guys have a game day ritual routine that you follow on game days? Good luck for the team. Yeah, absolutely. Red zone every single day, and I got to get my bets in early on the Bengals. You get them early, you don't talk about it until the game's over, they win every week. I like that. Coming to Ryan House. This part for us, we come every week, they win every week. Oh, right. Every week I'm here, they're winning. Right. You should just get a tent and <laughs> pitch it outside. We're going back to the Super Bowl, right? Absolutely. All right, so fellas, I got one more question. Do you know what yens means? Yeah, we don't use that word here. Yeah, no, that's, that's a Philadelphia thing. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Who day? Hooray! And that video cut off, man. That end of that video was awesome. Hey, so Ryan House, if you've never been down to OTR or if you've been to OTR, have been to Ryan House, man, you got to get there. Jamie and Danny are great. Uh, they're just good dudes. Uh, it's, it's it's one of the better places to watch football games downtown in OTR as well. But when Danny was talking about Yams, he said, that's your uh, Pittsburgh's uh, forward for y'all. I, I started dying laughing. So, so he's they're, they're good folks. But, Mark, that was great, buddy. That was, I know you had fun with that. You're on mute. Oops, sorry. Yes, it was awesome going down there. Like I said, I usually go down there to watch uh, soccer matches. Uh, I don't really get down there for the football games too much because either we're tailgating or I'm watching from home. Um, but they're great guys. Jamie is awesome. He's always got a smile on his face. He's always there to help you. And it was just great to get the win Sunday. I was absolutely ecstatic. Uh, I was kind of disappointed with some of the fans 
online. They were really, oh, we're going to lose. And I was like, we have Joe Burrow. How, how can you say this? We're a great second half team. And uh, there's actually a video. I don't know if you saw it, but Tyler Boyd, one of the journalists, asked him a question. And he was like, we have Joe Burrow. And he was like, that's pretty much it. And he just shook his head like, yeah. So, I mean, it's great having a franchise quarterback. I love this team. I love the resiliency. I love the fight. And I never feel like we're out of it. So Sunday was awesome. That's awesome. Good job. Hey, before we get to uh, uh, making a difference with Tony the Tiger, can hey, Jamie, can you put uh, James on full screen for a second? Sure. All right. So look at James' uh, new hairdo here uh, and his stash. It's not new. I just got the stash trimmed up. Well, he put some gel or something, Dapper Dan or whatever, something in his hair. So the fresh, fresh cut. Fresh here, cut. Here's here's who he reminded us of. There you go, Everett. He is, a, he is without a doubt a Dapper Dan man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Our yeah. soggy bottom. Uh, yeah. Hey, anyway, James dishes it out. He's he can take it. So he's a big. Boy. I can take it. I can take it for sure. <laughs> Any uh, okay? No, no, he's just mad that, that Mark in his segment didn't ask him what type of pie they preferred. Pecan, pumpkin, or apple. You know what? I was thinking when when they were set up there during the segment, I thought he was going to get mad because nobody picked Canada. Oh, that's true. It's all good. You watch Canada beat Belgium tomorrow. It's all good. And the correct uh, answer is sweet potato. Can't believe uh, that was an option. Is that really a pie? Can we move on? Let's move on. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stroll this banner across the bottom and let uh, Tony talk about it. Yeah, Tony, let's pop this damn thing up here, brother. That's yeah, insane. At, uh, almost seventy-two thousand dollars. That's uh, insane. Can't, can't believe it. Job, uh, one week after the bye week, and uh, you know, with our current uh, charity that we got going on, seventy-two grand. I think that ain't nothing to laugh at, man. It's is it's awesome. Uh, that graphic that you just popped up. Uh, I just went ahead and made the executive decision that we're going to go to 100k. That's going to be our new goal. Um, you know, if we don't make it, we've already going to we're going to make our goal 75. But we got to have uh, something to shoot for, just like our boys going to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go right. 100k for this year. Here so. was the original, and then Mr. Optimistic, and there we go. Yeah, 100k. We can do it. So Tony, uh, go ahead. It's awesome. Um, like I said, seventy almost seventy-two thousand um, dollars. Our current uh, um, charity that we're working for is the Parkinson Support and Wellness Organization. Uh, we started this uh, earlier this week. Uh, we're doing a duck race. It'll be held on twelve six. Um, our goal is to sell out a hundred ducks at fifty dollars a piece. Um, it'd be a five thousand dollars going to that charity. And um, if you guys haven't seen it, it's for a quarterback package that I was able to put together. Awesome package. It's full wow. of all of our quarterbacks. Um, it's something that, you know, I, I would be proud to have, and it's something that you need to have in your uh, memorabilia for sure. So uh, make sure you buy that duck for this. Uh, hey, winner takes I, I all. That. Yeah, I don't, ahead, know if we have this. I don't know if we have this or not, but is, is there yeah. – do we have that? I have it up. Just take the picture down for me. There we go. Yep, so there's a link. Um, we're doing a little bit different. Um, this is through Eventbrite. Um, reason is, is the organization was having difficulties uh, trying to create that separate page that we like. Uh, but as always, we'll be transparent with those payments and 100 percent of these proceeds will go to that charity. So uh, uh, make sure you get your duck and uh, buy that duck and uh, get your chance into that duck race, which we're going to hold on 12-6. 
Um, a couple other things just to talk about real quick that's coming up in our charity uh, realm is um, on 12-4 uh, is our next uh, tailgate. Uh, we'll be doing Maddie's House, uh, which is one of uh, my uh, favorite organizations. Uh, so we'll be uh, doing that for the charity raffle itself. And it also starts our toy drive uh, for Toys for Tots. So uh, make sure you bring your uh, new unwrapped toy to that tailgate as well. We'll fill the boxes up. Um, we, had a, we had a hell of a turnout last year. And um, I'm hoping to, to, to exceed that for sure um, with them toys. So, uh, and then on 1210, we got something that's going to be released out here shortly. I'll uh, just uh, highlight it a little bit, but uh, it's Fill the Bus. Uh, we're going to be going around with the Bengal Bus and uh, going to a couple locations, and uh, we'll get some further details. But um, toys, tigers, and tailgate, that's what we're going to do. Another attempt to, uh, again, gather them toys up for all the needy families and uh, fill that bus up for them. So, there's a couple of things that's coming up in our future. So uh, other than that, that's all I really had to talk about with our charity. But uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks to Bengal Nation, everyone who's contributing. It's um, $72,000. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And to, and to uh, add to the um, Tigers, Toys, Tots, whatever, the Triple T there on uh, that Saturday, the uh, 10th, we will be um, ending that at uh, Paul Brown Stadium, seeing our friend Andrea there at the uh, Bengal Pro Shop. So if you want to, uh, maybe you're not going to the game or you don't want to um, bring the items down, you can meet us um, at the, the Pro Shop. See Andrea there who just uh, commented and we'll be able to uh, pick up the toys there in the uh, Bengal gym. Um, what's it going to be? It's going to be like a Santa sleigh that um, that Saturday before the game, just filled with, uh, filled with toys. So that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And uh, as Tony mentioned, we're Dot the I's crossing the T's for that, but that'll be the uh, Saturday before the um, before the uh, Browns game at uh, at Paycor. So, as always, Tony, appreciate uh, everything you do. It's an uh, exciting uh, couple weeks uh, coming up with back-to-back games and uh, to blow through that uh, number of 75 and head towards our new goal of 100K. That's right. We can do it, too. Uh, I have no uh, no worries that we can uh, blow that 75 out of the water. So, uh, thanks to you guys. It's a great platform. It's a team effort. Um, just you know, just because I help lead this effort, uh, there's Bengal Nation, all the guys that come tailgating, our little group that does all this. It's it's everybody. So just appreciate everybody's uh, help on uh, getting this charity goal uh, going forward. Yep, and can't can't wait for the details. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Everybody that's watching right now, you want to get involved in that Toys for Tots. It won't only be at the tailgates. Uh, we are going to have that uh, that event on the tenth, and you guys can meet us at different areas across the city in Northern Kentucky and finish up or meet us down at the Paul Brown State. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. So keep your eyes out uh, uh, for that event on the, on the 10th. Tony, we appreciate it, buddy. It means a lot. All right, man. day. All right. Hootay, Thanks, buddy. Tony. Cheers, buddy. Hey, so we got a new one here. You guys ready? You guys ready for this? I, I, I want to know how this guy even was even allowed to make one. Yeah. Well, I had, a, I had a, I have very like good editing skills. You should have seen what, how it initially came through, but here it goes. This is the two minute warning. Is he, is he calling for a fair fair catch there? What the hell is Scott doing? He was drinking. He's a little confused sometimes. I don't know. Hey, talk about fair catches. Was that not football history Sunday by the Bengals, the, the illegal fair catch? I, I'm just glad it was only a five-yard penalty. It wasn't like a uh, a 15-yarder. But uh, Well, truthfully, I don't blame him the way that ball bounced. I mean, he was looking straight up. I, with you know three Steelers right there, I'd have waved a fair catch too. <laughs> it all worked out, thankfully. It all worked out. Hey, Tom, go ahead and get us started here, closing everything out. Monstrous win 
against a hated rival. Um, I do want to take this opportunity. I got a lot of uh, mentions, questions, a lot of grief on social media last week uh, on this show. Uh, I don't want to apologize. I used a particular term in describing uh, the team from the uh, city where the Ohio River is formed. And I want to apologize now uh, for my language. Uh, Jimmy has known me for decades. The guys know me well. They can attest I'm not like that. Um, calling them bastards, I agree. It was soft. And I would go much harder from now on. They deserve it. And uh, so I, I apologize to everybody who, who brought that up to me. And, yes, I went far too soft on them and their jackass fans. So uh, I will definitely pick it up, and I apologize. But a big, big win against them. And uh, now that makes this week an even bigger week. And uh, hopefully we get Jamar Chase back. But you know what? The guys we have play the best they possibly can. We will go down and come back from Nashville with a win. And um, there'll be a prize. I don't know what it is. If anybody can get on film, Bengal Jim two-stepping, which I'm told will happen. James, can you make that happen? I might be right out there with them in the two-step mosh pit. Well, I know Nash Vegas. you could actually – they don't let people with mustaches two-step anymore. But, Wait, you should okay. see these Wranglers I'm going to have. It's going to be It's going to be big. It's going to be big. The, 70, the 70s are old or over. But, uh, no, big, big game. I, and if they play, is, play their best football, uh, they'll come back with a win. So, again, protect Joe Burrow, tackle, and um, – you know, don't turn the ball over and everything will be good. And with that, I will uh, I don't, pitch it over to my good friend, Jamie. That's all right. You can I don't, catch anyway. I don't, have my, I don't have my ball. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I was snuggled up in bed with it all week last week and I was sick. <laughs> so I don't have it with me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like as, as Tom was just saying, obviously big game, Bengals six of eight. It's sounds like I got friends up here, obviously, you don't cheer for the Bengals, fans of other teams. Kind of surprised to hear that the Bengals are six in the last eight. So it's, it feels like they're, it's, they're doing it quietly, it almost feels like. And I kind of like that because that's how it was last year. So I kind of feel like this is uh, we're coming to the bye week with the same sort of momentum and we're going to sneak up on some people. So big game in Tennessee. Uh, you know, do what we did last year and, and stop, stop Henry. And I think we uh, – I mean, obviously, everyone knows Stop Henry, and that's how you win against the Titans. So, yeah. um, and, and to be honest with you guys, I, I actually like the pie question. I like the pie question. The reason I'm going to bring it up is because when I asked if he was a gamer and if he liked PlayStation, you, Jimmy, Jimmy's face is like, what the what? hell kind of question? What kind of question is this? James is like, where? Question. Where's this, where's this coming I, I, from? Where's this coming from? And then and then you guys followed up with if he likes pie. <laughs> what kind of? Excuse me, damn it! I hope somebody from Cincy Jungle's watching and we get a Sugar McPherson pie shirt. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, guys, beat, beat the Titans. Let's get back to the Super Bowl. I just uh, I'm excited to see where this team goes and. Uh, and the last thing I'm going to say is, you know, we were all worried when you lose Jamar Chase. I mean, who wouldn't be? And, you know, the pundits all, this is, this team's nothing without them. If, if, if you haven't learned by now that this team is not just one single player, this is a, this is a total team effort. And uh, obviously we, we, you want a guy like Jamar Chase playing 
and we are a better team with Jamar Chase, but just seeing what this team can do when when you lose a piece, you know, next man up. That's what we need to do. Yep, Yep. good point. Let's go to James, who will now discuss his favorite bunt cake. James? Well, I'm just glad to. I'm glad to have Jamie back, that he's feeling 100%. It's just we missed him. We miss Jamie Thanks, and, and so Thank glad you. he's back. But uh, looking forward to, you know, as, as Tom said, just circle back a little bit about last Sunday. It was, a, it was a good win, a much needed win. And now let's keep the momentum going before we uh, come back to, uh, to Paycor. For those of us that uh, were in Nashville last year for the uh, playoff game, man, that was, that was a lot of fun. So uh, hopefully we can walk out of uh, Nissan Stadium. I guess that's what it's called now. Um, you know, with those big smiles on our face, just like we did last January. With that said, uh, it's going to be a couple nights of fun leading up to uh, the big tailgate on Sunday. So we'll get down to Nash Vegas, as I like to call it, um, Friday. We have the official um, party Saturday night there. Um, for those that were in town last year uh, for the playoff game, uh, Saturday night at, um, what's the bar called? Ta- Tailgate Brewery. Tailgate. Tailgate Brewery there on uh, Music Row. And then on, on Sunday, we secured a new location um, at 111 North 1st Street with our friends at the Bengal Trailer for Tailgate. Um, you know, the one thing that's shocking is this is a, a 1 o'clock Eastern game, which we know will be a noon kickoff, Nash Vegas time. So we're going to have to start drinking a little bit uh, earlier on Sunday. So behave on uh, Saturday night. But um, Nash Vegas, as, as I said before, one of the best cities in the uh, country. And what, what are you laughing at, Jimmy? What I, are you know, laughing at? I'm waiting for you to get done. You just finish. I'm trying. I'll, I got something for you. Okay. So I can't wait for this. So look forward to uh, seeing everybody in Nashville. And uh, I can't wait to hear what Jimmy has to say. You're not really, going to get that all on the air, are you? <laughs> He wants to know if you're chocolate or vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Who does? Or, or, hey, just if Bengal fans, if you're down in Nashville, uh, you gotta, James is going to have Wranglers on, boots with spurs. He's going to be looking good, man. I'm telling you. You better, you, be uh, yeah. you better be doing a group FaceTime. I want to see this. Jimmy, or Jamie, you always get a drunk uh, call to Canada about this is 1.30, true. 2 o'clock. This, is and true. this weekend probably won't be any different. 4, we, 4, we, 4, a.m., 4 a.m. with Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie, that's that's a story we're going to tell this off season. We will, you and I can tell that story this off season. Oh, that's funny. I just, I just, we just have to drink enough one of these days to be able to bra- get brave enough to call Tom. But uh, none of us have. Uh, you did that brave. You yet. did on your way home from the Super Bowl party last year. <laughs> oh, I think we oh, called. There every- you go. I think we called everybody. We tried. Right? <laughs> you did. Well, that, hey, that was the the epic classic, James. You woke up, you know, it's it's three o'clock in the morning, and you said, "What are you doing?" And I could hear your wife Lord in the background screaming, "He's sleeping like a normal person." <laughs> oh. If you want to see James, if you want to see James with his Wranglers, his boots, uh, that fancy country shirt, and probably a ten gallon hat. Two stepping, just come on down to the tailgate down in Nashville. All right, right, Jimmy, your turn, buddy. Close it up. All right, real quick. Tomorrow night, uh, if you want to, if you're not doing anything tomorrow night, uh, come down to Barley Corn's Brew House. I'll be down there pretty much uh, late afternoon, all through the evening. Uh, A lot of Bengal prizes, live bands, all kinds of things going on down there. Come on down and join me. Have a beer. Uh, We'll have some fun with that. Uh, Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't say. uh, uh, just real quick, congratulations to Willie Anderson as one of the finalists. 
Uh, as we still have work to do on that, so keep an eye on the social media platforms. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. going to call that now. Tom's going to have a big segment talking about that next Tuesday show. So be ready. Tom is going to um, preach from the highest mountain on our man, Big Willie, and uh, yep. getting him into Canton. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, also, man, just to let you guys know, uh, the charity that we got going on right now for the duck race uh, is for Parkinson's. So just to let you know, there is a, a member of the tailgate fam, a, a friend of mine that I've known for many years, uh, who was just diagnosed with Parkinson's. And uh, he didn't know we were going to roll that charity out. Uh, so Tony and I kind of sent a message to him. And I think he got it. You know, he was very touched by, by what we were doing there, man. So uh so support the Parkinson's fundraiser, the, the duck race. We're doing by duck. Uh, this is uh, means something pretty close near and dear to our heart. You know, whether one of our tailgate family being affected by Parkinson's. Uh, so make sure you buy yourself a duck or two if you're able to. Guys, I want to personally thank everybody. Uh, you know, I want to thank uh, Cam. Cam is just awesome. I want to thank Evan for being on. I know we had a lot of fun. He's already texted me. Uh, so he had a blast, uh, by the way. I don't think he was really sure what to expect. And uh, he wound up having a great time. And I want to thank you guys, everybody that's watching right now live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, this is by the fans, for the fans. Without you, we don't do any of this. Uh, but we appreciate you guys tuning in and, 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 and helping and supporting us. It means a lot. We love you guys. Let's get that dub in Nashville this week. Uh, we'll see you in Nashville. Who day? We'll see you next Tuesday. Who day? Who day? Who day?